for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. I am blue, you are bright and shiny in my mind You got me loving, hating crazy indecision in my mind Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blisey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode number 27. And on the other line, I got my trusty sidekick, co-host Justin Fabian. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Uh, I hear you're back from Ohio. I am, finally. I, I say finally. It wasn't even that long of a trip. I left Friday, and here it is Monday, and I'm back. Two-day gun season down there, and boy, I got my butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I'd say you got your butt kicked, but uh, you were just you were between a rock and a hard place, based on what you told me. Boy, on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, to kind of break it down, I mean, for everybody, it's a two-day gun season that uh, that Ohio has, and you can use uh, any muzzleloader, shotgun, or any straight-walled rifle. And I elected to take my muzzleloader. And uh, so I went down there. It was two day, and I, I planned on sitting all day, both days, and riding the hole, basically. And and that's what I did. And I got in Saturday morning. I knew it was supposed to rain Saturday. I just didn't know really how much. And uh, it rained a lot. It <laughs> It started raining about noon. And didn't stop until, I would say, probably 7 a.m., 8 a.m. the next morning. That's okay. how much it rained. That's a lot of rain. Sat nine and a half hours on Saturday and saw six deer. Saw saw the first one at 10 a.m. and then didn't see another deer until 10 to 5 at night. 
and then it, it like shooting light was done at like 5:30 and I just had a couple does come out so that was a long day in the blind um but you know being optimistic and everything I knew my thoughts were you know raining all day deer are going to be hunkered down my thoughts were Sunday was supposed to be a lot better day sun was supposed to be out and you know I love sunny days colder days but it was actually like 45 it wasn't like that cold you know yeah and uh got in the blind and you know ride the hole again and I was I was going after two deer unless you know another you know just something you know something new moved in um one deer we call meat unit just a big six-year-old eight giant brows and then the other one is you say meat unit meat unit okay (laughs) meat unit yeah his body is is a tank man and then uh bobby boucher is the other one and uh yeah and adam and i got in the blind and uh started seeing deer like mid-morning and we had a lull from about it was about uh, 12.30 to 2 o'clock. Never saw a deer. And then 2 on the rest of the day, we saw a deer. Ended up seeing 23 deer that day. Wow. And, yeah, and last night. So we're, it's get. I've got about 15 minutes of light left as far as, like, camera light. Shooting light is still pretty good. Like, you know, with a gun especially, I can shoot. Right. You know, that scope lets a lot of light in. You know how that goes. But even, like, legal shooting, it wasn't for another 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and I look at Adam. I'm like, let's do a, you know, let's do a talk to, to end it. Just, you know, we always kind of do a talk right then just just in case because, you know, the lighting is still somewhat good. And, you know, you still get that dark feeling so the yeah. viewer knows that the hunt's coming to an end. And... Uh, I'm like, let's do a talk, you know, and we had some deer down. No, the deer just, something had spooked the deer out of the food plot, and I think it was like a coyote or something. We we didn't never saw it, but the deer just freaked out for some reason. And uh, and I told Adam, I'm like, let's, let's do a talk and, you know, kind of start gearing up, you know, keep your eyes peeled, but let's, let's gear up to, to get out of here. And he's like, okay, and he looked over and he goes, holy shit, right here. And the bank's blinds, they have these, the window was closed, and they've got these uh, basically kind of tent. But, you know, in the back of, like, pickup trucks, like, those guys, they'll get the stickers in the back of their window, and it takes up the whole window, and they're, you only can see out, basically. You can't see in, but it's got, like, a, you know, a guy shooting a bow and arrow on right. it or something. Yep. Um, it's got, like, those little hex circles in it. or Well, yep. it's got that, that stuff in it. So when it gets, like, low light, it's really hard to see out, but... He goes, holy shit, right here. And I look over his shoulder, and I'm like, whoa. And I just see frame, like, looking right at 40 yards coming out of the trees. And I'm like, shooter, you know, like, from the frame, you know, and I didn't get didn't get to identify the deer yet, just knew it looked like meat unit at the moment. Like, just his frame just said. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's the deer's on his side of the line, so we had to do the, as Uncle Ted would call it, the backstrap ballet. So we're, <laughs> like, in the blind. And I'm trying to get the gun and open up the window where this deer doesn't see us. And Adam's trying to stand up and move the camera around. And I open the window. I put my gun out. And right when I put my gun on him, because my plan was is 
I wasn't even going to put the binos on him. My plan was to put the gun on him because I didn't know how long the deer was going to stand there. And I was going to, you know, he's at 40 yards, and I was going to make an assumption from there, like, who it is, first of all. Second of all, how old he is, and then go from there. Put my gun on him, and I said, shit. And he goes, what? I said, I can't shoot him. He goes, are you serious? And I said, no, I can't shoot him. It's Sneaky Jr. And he goes, are you kidding me? It's literally the only deer on the farm that we cannot shoot. The only deer. And he is 140 to 145 inch 12 point, And he's a three-year-old. The biggest deer I've ever had in front of me that I had to pass up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm trying to refer back because Chris and Lee had an encounter with this deer. They said they had an encounter with this deer earlier in both season, but they said he was broke off. Like G2s were broke off and everything. And I'm like, that deer is not broke at all. Like, who is this? But I'm like, gosh, it looks like sneaky. So for everybody listening, last year Chris, you know, he he was hunting that deer big sneaky. Well, this is his son, identical to him. Just a little, you know, a little smaller, but literally the frame. He's got the splits like Sneaky did, identical. And he's the only deer off limits. And I'm like trying to get. I'm I'm going through my phone. This deer standing there, and I'm like just. I'm going through my phone because I know I got pictures in there on of you know Sneaky Junior on there. I'm trying to find the pictures. Trying to find the pictures. It's getting darker, and Adam's still filming. He's at like 16,000 ISO, which really isn't that big a deal with the A7s, A7s2s. Um, but I'm like, you still got light? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, and I picked the binos up, and I'm like, regardless, I said, I, I, yeah, I can't shoot the deer. He's three. And my my goal and my rule to myself out of state is, I've got it's got to be a four year old. You know, in Michigan. I, I'm shooting for a three-year-old. Like, that's just that's the standard I set myself at. But I'm like, oh my lanta! Yeah. <laughs> and he sits there for like five minutes, just chewing his cud, and he's eating, and and literally just turns around and walks off. And that was it. That was that was the end of it. And I'm like, oh, and I just, I just, I'm like, I cannot believe I just let that deer walk. You know. No, that's it's crazy. That's, I know how you feel. Like it's not something you expect to have to do, especially when it's the only one. No. But that's old. Uh, I don't know what, what the heck's the guy's name. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Oh yeah, uh, um, Newton. <laughs> yeah, Newton. Not Newton. Yeah, New- yeah, Newton's, Newton's law. law. Yeah, he's like, if it can go, yep. everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Right. And that's the only. Yep. Thing, that's the only thing that could have gone wrong for you. <laughs> and honestly i did not expect to see that deer there he has not really been on that side of the farm he was earlier like in velvet not in my particular i mean he was in the the vicinity but not like in on those cameras or on that food plot and i'm like he was the last deer i expected to see and i'm like damn it what do you do but yeah. you, you know when we we're trying to do a management plan and and uh and stick to those rules like you got to. That's just one thing you have to do. And that deer, that deer, yeah, exactly. And honestly, when somebody kills them next year on the farm, it'll make it all the better because that deer it has potential. If he does what his dad did, I mean, sneak big sneaky was like he was pushing one seventy as a four year old. Yeah, 
you know, last year. So if he does what he his dad did, I mean, look out. You know, he'll be a stud. So, and we've been pouring the rack one to him down there. You know, we've got two Banks feeders out, 600-pound Banks feeders with Thrive Pellet from rack one out there, and it's, it's they're going to get the nutrition he, or he's going to get the nutrition he needs, and hopefully he just blows right up, man. Yeah, and who knows? It could be so, you that gets another shot at him. That'd be, that'd be yeah, sweet. You never know. Yeah, and that's just building that story, you know. And honestly, if you, if I go back, so this summer I went down to the farm and was putting feeders out and putting stands up and everything, and the corn was only about knee high when I was down there. So one night I went, snuck in the beans or stuck snuck in the corn and sat in the corn, and he was the second buck that walked out. So I filmed him in the in velvet too. So I've got velvet footage of him and everything. So the story's building, and uh, and that's that's all you can ask for, you know. So it sucks. I mean, he'd have been my biggest deer for sure, and yeah. let him walk. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened for a reason. You never know. Yep. But, yeah. So uh, that was in Ohio, and you said you you caught up with with Bryant and the guys at the new ABB office. How'd that go? Yeah. Yeah, so went down there Friday um, to Ohio and got there in time to shoot my gun, and it was dark. I mean, but we had planned to to go to America's Best Bowstrings is not far from um, where we were hunting. And I got a hold of Bryant, and uh, he's the marketing manager over there, and, and uh, decided to go over there Friday night. And Adam and I went over there, and, and actually Adam, he... Uh, he kind of took your spot on this one. <laughs> you, you couldn't get you couldn't get on it. So Adam, he jumped in and he was he just kind of he was taking some pictures while we were doing it, but he also chimed in a couple times. But yeah, we we sat with uh, Bryant and Tim from America's Best, and honestly, I learned a lot from you know strings and and what makes a good string and and how to actually take care of your string. It, it kind of was an eye opener in a way, and. I'm pretty excited to let everybody listen to this podcast because it's it was it was really cool. He, they they took us through the the headquarters there. That's a new really office, cool. right? It's a brand new headquarters. Yeah, yeah, brand new. They were moving in like that day that we came down. Like all last week, they were moving in and and uh, they got you know where they they blank all the strings and everything and and serve them and make them and they took us through the whole process and. Uh, and you know what was really crazy to me? You know how a lot of people say, you know, it takes about 100 shots for your string to to kind of work your string in. Yep. Tim was telling me, well, they are both telling me, but Tim was like, basically, you know, let's say you have a string on on your bow. One of our strings, America's Best Bow String, on your bow. And you take it, you take it to the shop, pro shop, or if you're doing it yourself. He said by the time, you know... You get it tuned and you're paper tuning it, and as much as you're shooting it for getting it tuned and everything, by the time you basically take it home, your string's already broken right there. Yeah. Which I was, I was kind of blown away by that because I always thought it would take, you know, fifty to a hundred shots, and he said that's not, not necessarily true. Yeah, that's. I'll tell you, that's. I know ABB's been a partner of Midwest Whitetail now for a few years. Um, you know they got in, they got in involved together before I got hired, but uh, you know coming in and I bought a brand new bow this year. I bought a new RX one, and you know 
obviously I set it up with an ABB string. Like I had no, I had no nothing to compare it to. You know, I I, I couldn't compare shooting my my stock string to the ABB string, but um, I I know enough about shooting. I mean, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a bow tech by any means, but I shoot enough to I know that it takes you know a good six months typically to break in a string on a brand new bow. But when I switched to the ABB string, like I didn't have to twist my peep sight around, like the serving, the cables, everything came in a complete set. And I was just, like I said, I couldn't compare it to the way the bow shot before the new string, but I was really impressed with the way that it just shot perfect. I didn't have to adjust my peep sight. I didn't have to, you know, take any twists out of it, nothing. I just, I took it to the bow shop. I had it put on. And like you said, in the time it took me to adjust my sight, going from one string to another, like it was, it was fine. It was like nothing else changed. Yeah. But the, I will say like the, the back wall, like on my draw, it seemed a little bit tighter, a little more solid. Um, it wasn't, you know, it's not, it wasn't really spongy to begin with. It just felt like everything locked in, you know, and yep. I, a big part of that's because, those fibers they use in those strings are all pre-stretched like you know and for me like as a consumer and you know this isn't this isn't a plug in any other way by any means to say anything other than they're made in america and i think as a consumer like there's a certain number of people out there that will spend the money and support a company that says our stuff's made in the u.s like 100 percent. yep you know there's just a certain a certain bit of merit that goes with that because there's not a lot of brands that can say that anymore. And I think it's something that is becoming more popular across the board in the hunting industry. But I mean, even without a sponsorship for Midwest whitetail, it is definitely something that I would spend my money on. Right. You know, and, and after seeing the shop too, you know, I went down there and it's not, it's not huge by any means, but it's, it's really clean it's you know it's nice and it's kind of it kind of makes you feel like a mama pop shop in a way yeah. you know it's very like uh homey feeling yep. you know i walked in and i felt like i was a part of something honestly yeah. you know that i i actually had that feeling so and that was the first time i've ever been there first time i've ever met those guys and they're they're awesome i mean they first class i mean hospitality honestly and showed us around and talked to us and answered any questions and it was just now i you know i feel like we've got friends for life you know what i mean and they're yeah. big hunters as well so that that goes a long way and, and they take pride in their customer service as well and that's that's second to none as well so yeah I'm, it was really cool it's a cool experience for sure yeah that that is awesome to hear because i met them back in august at our summer meeting um, you know, we get all of our sponsor reps together and all of our pro staff from all over the country. They come into Iowa for a weekend, you know, and we just say thanks to everybody and talk about the upcoming season and, you know, just talk about product and integration and filming and just everything across the board, just a fun weekend we'd put on for everybody involved. And, uh, I met those guys and only talked to them for about 15 minutes, but like you said, just, you take right to them and they talk to you like a real person, you know, and it, yeah, it it shows not only in their commitment to their product, but their dedication to the consumer. And like I said, it just 
it gives you all that that more it gives you that much more confidence in spending your money on their product and it's yeah it, it sounds like a plug and it is but like it's just the genuine truth about that company i feel like and i've bought two strings from them this year i have one bow and i've bought two strings just for the sake of changing color <laughs> and that's the thing too like and we'll get into it here you know once the once we get the recording going but basically one of the biggest things i wanted to know too was like to a lot of people the string you know a lot of people just say yeah it's just string you know but we get into why the string's so important well and realistically i mean if you didn't have a string on your bow you you know you wouldn't have a bow <laughs> you wouldn't be able to shoot your bow so yeah but we it goes deeper in that so i'm excited to to fill everybody in on that and and brian actually wants to do a giveaway and uh so this is the time so everybody listening we're gonna do a giveaway um fully customizable whatever colors you want uh platinum series so the top of the line series i believe that's what it is their platinum series yep and um we're going to do a giveaway, and we're going to launch it sometime this week. I believe it's going to be Friday. So what we're going to do is um, uh, America's Best Bowstrings, they're going to put on their inst- they're going to put on their Instagram a post, and it'll be explaining the the giveaway. So what we're going to do is the post will happen, and then you're going to go in there, and you have to follow America's Best Bowstrings Instagram page. So follow them. And then uh, tag three friends on that post to be um, to be in the drawing to win that fully customizable string. And it's not going to be the the only giveaway we're going to do, Brian. I, I I think we'll have a couple more coming up throughout you know 2019, hopefully. And um, we want to get one out there right now. But fully customizable, whatever colors you want for whatever bow you want. So I will. Uh, if you guys just keep uh, keep an eye on the Fall Podcast Instagram this this week and the ABB Instagram, um, go and follow those guys for sure. And uh, we're gonna give away some strings and cables, so I I feel like that's pretty cool, and that's cool of them to to want to do that. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's that's a that's a huge deal, and um, if you're not too familiar with them as a company and what they're about, check them out AmericasBestBrowStrings.com and uh, I don't think you could – there's not a bow on there that you won't find a string for. They can make a string for anything. Yeah, so anything crossbow, compound bow, trad bow, um, they make it all. The, they do a good job customizing. Like I just got a new one made, solid uh, orange color. I'm a sucker for orange, and I got black serving. So yep. um, I can't wait to get it on my bow and and uh, start shooting it for sure. Yeah. Well, good deal. I think we've probably been blabbering a while now, and everybody wants to shut it off. So yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna kick this over to uh, the interview I had with Bryant and Tim, and and uh, we'll call her a night, man. All right, sounds good. We are down here in Walnut Creek, Ohio, right now, and I am at America's Best Bowstring Headquarters. Uh, I've got Bryant and Tim on with me today, and Adam first time adam's in here he's he's down here filming me for the weekend and we decided to come in here and do a podcast with these guys how are you guys doing very good how about yourself man doing good Good. i'm hoping the weather holds off this weekend for us i don't think it's going to i think it's going to rain like crazy tomorrow but uh 
got a gun in the hands for two days, and we're going to sit all day and see what happens. That's all you can do. It's It, it can be problematic with the weather, but yeah. if you're not out there, you can't get them. Exactly. At least it's not going to be freezing bitter cold. Right. Yeah, that's – well, we will have a heater. We're going to need a blind. We are going to Wrap your sandwiches so in tinfoil. The conditions, conditions are perfect, though. <laughs> yeah. It's sunny and 75 in there. Yeah. Well, let's start off a little bit about you guys. Tell us about yourself and what you do at ABB and and, uh, and how long you've been here. So, Bryant, let's start with you. Um, my name is Bryant Lyon, and uh, I am the marketing manager here at America's Best Bowstrings. I also deal with sales. Um, so I've been here for, like I said, just it's going to be about two years now. Okay. Um, and it's – it's kind of just doing different things, but I started out in sales when I started out here. Um, just basically answering, taking orders off of dealers, uh, helping out in customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then it's just kind of worked its way into more working into a marketing role, which yeah. is something I've been very excited to, to learn about. I would never admit to being, uh, the most experienced guy, but I'm, I'm learning as I go. And it's something that I really love doing here. Cool. So you, you were born and raised here in Ohio, right? Yes. I okay. was about 25 minutes. I grew up in Stroudsburg, Ohio here. We call it Strauss Vegas. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never got to uh, experience it, so maybe I should if it's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the biggest little city you'll ever go into. <laughs> Tim, how about yourself? I'm Tim Hostetler. I've been here pretty much ever since the place has started. I'm now the national sales manager. Okay. Uh, talked on the phone, customer service, take orders. Uh Pretty much, I'm I'm a, just below Jerry. Yeah. So okay. he makes the decisions on everything, uh, runs it by us, and I don't really know what a whole lot of what else I do. <laughs> which which <laughs> which all like I wear all the hats sometimes. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's hard to describe everything. Yeah. Yes. You're on the phone a lot during the day and talking to dealers and yeah, doing orders. Nonstop. And, yeah, yep. So for ABB, what is the history? Like when did it start and where did it start? Basically, was it right here in Walnut Creek? Uh, I believe that it was just up in uh, just up in the next town over in Berlin here, and it was our owner. It, Tim had mentioned Jerry. Jerry Mullet is our owner and CEO. Um, he basically was a competitive shooter, and – one thing that he really wanted to do was be able to come up with with a custom bowstring that that could give you that extra edge in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's competition. You know, it can build a lot of things and it can birth a lot of things. And with that, I mean, it's kind of where our bowstring started. That was back in 2006. We've been doing this now for almost 13 years. Okay. Um, he's still the guy that's he knows exactly what he's doing and he's got all these ideas for what we're doing with bowstrings and. It's not just resting on our laurels, so he's kind of our fearless leader when it comes to bowstrings and technology. Very cool. Man never stops, really. No. It's just constantly going. Constantly mm-hmm. Black going. coffee and just keeps it going. <laughs> you see a cup of coffee. coffee. Cup of coffee in his hand at all times and yep. and it's phones or papers or bowstrings, you name it, he's yeah. on it. There's nothing wrong with coffee. I know Adam and I and, and another guy at the office, we were sitting up in the bullpen and we drink co- coffee constantly all day and it's you almost get, you feel like you could jump to your vehicle when the day's over. Right? <laughs> it's like ready to go. Here we uh, it, on top of some mountain ops ignite too. I mean yep. that's that's keeps you going throughout the day, especially when you're looking at a computer screen all day. So. Yeah, I've been having that problem. I got uh, I got some wilderness athlete next door that I was pounding uh, pounding the 
um, the energy blend. Yeah. And I was staring at my computer and it was just like, I would start shaking. <laughs> it's like, okay, get up, take a walk. Yeah. Got to go do something. Jumping jacks. Yeah. So what is your guys' favorite thing about working here at America's Best? It's honestly, it's, it's a lot of family. It's a very laid back atmosphere when everybody gets along. Mm-hmm. When you don't get along, you it settles real quick. Yeah, it's, just, it's it's like a family. You're gonna fight like brothers and sisters, and you're gonna get along like brothers and yep. sisters. Yeah, from our entire dealer family, staff family, everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. I would I second that. One thing that I'm gonna say is I'm working in the archery industry. Yeah, I'm in the hunting and outdoors uh, industry. This is it was it's it's. You, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of speechless when I try to say it, try to find a word for it, but I get to come in every day and do something that I love to do, talk to people who are interested in the same yeah. things as me. That's huge. I mean, if I was working in a manufacturing plant or something like that, and it's just like you're just punching the clock, just trying to get through. I've done different things uh, it, before I've came here, and it's just like this is a job where you come in, and it's just you're you're happy to be here. You're not just like trying to get through the day. Yeah, um, it's not but, a job, right? Exactly. Doesn't feel like a job. No. Exactly. That's the same one we have. I mean, we're filming and producing TV shows all the time, and I mean, it doesn't feel like a job hardly at all. You know, and I, I've said before, like, you know, when I come home off the road filming, like, I just want to kind of go out and hunt myself you know and not have a camera right but it's like then you kill something and it's like well i wish i would have a camera then mm-hmm. you know so it's like you just want to go out and relax i mean well, i don't know how you feel about yeah, that i mean you're, you're back home for a couple of days and you're like i, I want to get back in the grind yep. you know you're back home with the family it's great but you know after a couple of days go by you just it's it's i love it absolutely to me it's 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 like you guys said it's you don't have to work a day in your life and there's there's freedoms here, man. I can't I can't stress enough that how Jerry believes in each and every individual that works in this building. And there are freedoms that it's you you know, you want to learn something, hey, show me how to do this or hey, I want to take this class on on this online class here. It's like, okay, go ahead. Let's you know, let's look at it. Let's, is it going to benefit us? Let's do it. It's it's very nice to have a company that believes in you the way, that, you know, especially this one does. Yeah. Hunting season's a little tough. Yes, it is. We all want off. Yep. <laughs> vacation not enough vacation days people are just out <laughs> taking different shifts right <laughs> right call in sick your hair hurts or something can you cover me i'm gonna go hit the pre-rut please <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i gotta go make a copy you know an hour later brian coming back no nope. i think you went to check trail camp <laughs> that's <really>. right exactly <laughs> he's got a big one exactly he's got in. <laughs> three o'clock's rolling around he's got to get up there yep so talking about hunting let's transition a little bit how has your guys' seasons been i mean do you guys branch out from ohio much or do you guys just hunt right here in ohio i'm i used to but i've recently i've been sticking around ohio um my fiance is just starting to hunt this is her third year of fourth year of hunting and i'm trying to teach her so yeah my hunting's taken a pretty good beating <laughs> well you showed me she just killed a good deer this year her first one right? she killed her her best buck this year that's awesome. and i get to sit there and watch it all yeah it's it's just as, to me it's just as good as shooting one yeah yep of course i still get to field dress it because she won't touch it <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the real work really. yeah <laughs> i would say i it's been dismal it's been miserable here in ohio for me um i have went I think it has been four or five consecutive <laughs> hunts. I have not seen a thing. And you would think you're in the wrong place. 
you know, trail cameras are telling me otherwise. I'm still hopeful. I try, you know, I'll move spot to spot. We got a couple of different stands that are set up, but, uh, it's been dismal to say the least, which has been depressing. The, I, the last year I've seen was probably at the beginning of November. Really? Uh, very, very big stud eight come out chasing some bucks, chasing a doe. And I got him at about, he was about 70 yards out in a CRP. You try that grunt. He sticks his head up, <laughs> sticks his chest out. He's thinking about it. Doe goes off the other way. I see a white flag up the tree line. He goes. I don't like that. I'm gonna sit all day for the next two days, and you're really not helping any excitement. I know. I gotta get the optimism going, man. I'm sorry. You're gonna be in a blind. It's gonna be raining. They're gonna be moving. You got it. (laughs) Well, too, you know, blind life's great. I mean, we've been grinding all year, and I would be lying to you if I said we weren't gonna take the iPad with us. And and there's a lot of college football on tomorrow. We're gonna be streaming that and. And college basketball, big Michigan fans. I know we're in Buckeye country. Yeah, watch so. it. Watch it. As long <laughs> as you don't say anything, I'm not going to say anything. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say Ohio State. Usually it's just Ohio. but The, the Ohio State <laughs> yeah. University. So, no, that's cool, though. Uh, we I've had a pretty good year. I mean, uh, you know, I've been explaining on the podcast. I've had a good year in the fact of I've – put myself in some good opportunities and been lucky enough to get close to some good deer in Michigan. Now it was my mistakes that I didn't, you know, capitalize on those. So, um, we won't get into those cause everybody, I've, everybody's heard them. So, but Adams, <laughs> he's kind of the same way. He, he actually did get an opportunity at a, wasn't your first state land buck this year in Illinois. Um, so I, I used to work for whitetail properties as a couple months ago. Um, I got a job with uh, Rival Wild, and I had maybe three days of leeway from when my wife moved to Michigan, found a house, moved all of her stuff in. I had three days to, to move the rest of the stuff. Well, of course, those three days I'm going to hunt. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Know, exactly. Being Get out. I resident at the time, knowing that I'm going to become a Michigan resident, and uh, the out-of-state license is a little, little heavy. Yeah. A little heavy. We didn't want to pay that. But So anyways, I, I hunted it pretty hard, and... Um, I mean, we, uh, my buddy Sean Farendorf, uh, he works for Whitetail Properties now. I mean, we, we put some heavy time into to scouting, you know, all year round. And, uh, you know, being in state land, you know, you get discouraged. Mm. In state land, other guys are hunting your Absolutely. deer. Absolutely. Well, in the um, state land, it was only bow only, and it was resident only, right? Yep. So, so huge, is, huge. Yeah, it's 2, huge. 2,200 acres. used to be a cattle farm, so you got a lot of CRP. You got a lot of egg on the, on the farm. Um so apparently for for this this particular farm you the, the farmer has to leave at least two acres on the farm all the time hmm. so you find that real yeah. quick you know and so do the deer and yeah. uh but you know we we try to go into where there's not a lot of pressure right and there are some areas where guys aren't going in um and i was able to get an opportunity on a really good mature buck and old buck old buck yeah i'm thinking six seven white face stocky legs and it was a startle at first. Yeah, right. <laughs> something like that. And, and, you know, being behind the camera for so long, you know, you kind of veer away from having that opportunity to hunt mature whitetail during the rut. Mm-hmm. And I had that opportunity, and it was it was awesome. <laughs> Good deal, man. That's oh, awesome. We talked about it today, too. Like, you even made the comment to me on the drive up here is that, you know, we we kind of forget how it feels to have, like, a mature deer in front of you because we, I mean, we've, we film mature deer in front of us, but you get in this sense, like, when you're filming it, I like to call it blackout mode. You get like, you know what you have to do. And there's not many times that you look out of the LCD when you have an encounter, you know, this year, Casey and I encountered the biggest whitetail I've ever been in the presence of, 
um, pushing 200 inch deer at 28 yards. And I mean, he's right there. And it's just like one of those, one of those times, it was the first time I've ever filmed and like felt like I came out of the blackout mode for a second. I just had to look at this deer and just take it in for a hot second, you know? And we were discussing down here. It was like, he goes, I just don't know what it feel like to have a mature deer in front of me, you know. And I'm like, well, <laughs> hopefully tomorrow right, we'll yeah. have one. We'll You're gonna going. be behind the camera, yeah, but I, 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 I get, mean, even think about it. I get nervous, right? You know? even, yeah. Like to this day, like I go out on my back eighty and I see a doe, and if I know I'm gonna shoot that doe, I, I get I you get, get the shakes. Back, I get the shakes. It's 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 you know? normal, yeah, man. If you lose it's, that start yeah exactly skydiving. it's it's the excitement <laughs> man it's exciting yeah. it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter it's you know it's i'll i'll get excited if i hear a twig snap or you got that you know oh, that yeah. five pound squirrel just rolling oh, through the gosh. woods man <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> it's just like get the i'm you know get the bow i'm ready to go yeah. it, it's that's it's it's what it is it's all about you know is we're excited just when we get out there it's it's so quiet you hear that first thing or you see that deer yeah. you're like here we go this is it and honestly you know I haven't hunted much this year. I think I've sat actually with a weapon in my hand probably 12 times, somewhere around there. I'd have to look at my journal and go back and see. But t- tomorrow almost feels like opening day again for mm-hmm. me. Like, I'm excited. I got the butterflies. I'm like, even though it's supposed to rain, but I'm like, I'm just happy to get there and got the gun now. And the bow is nice, but, like, it's like, let's get the gun out. And You guys got to watch, too, because waterfowl opens back up in the second stage tomorrow morning. So you'll be having all that shooting going on probably, too, up in the area. I mean, maybe close to where you're at. Bring them. Bring them to us. Yep. Right. Start shooting shooting the sections. (laughs) Exactly. Everything come to us. Yeah. We'll feed (laughs) you. Well, let's get back to ABB here for a little bit. Um, What do you guys offer in strings? I know you offer a variety of different crossbow and compound bow strings and recurve, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's start with the compound. What kind of strings, you know, can people expect to get out of ABB and what do you offer? Right now, um, we have four series lines for our compound and crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um, starting at the very top, our high performance string, that's our, uh, that's our platinum series. Um, it is gaining speed is, is becoming very popular, uh, amongst our, our, especially our retail base. Okay. Um, that string you find on a lot of obsession bows right out of the factory. Um, some, some of the PSEs, mm-hmm. um, but it, we had right there at the platinum is, is the one that that's the high end. That's your high performer. That's the one that we're going to, if you got that high performance flagship bow, that's probably the direction we'll lead you in. Uh, under that we have our premium, which is an, our, our original string series. That's the string that started it all. Um, that's a bow hunter string right there. Okay. Um, it's probably it, I would probably say that it is our most popular, um, amongst our dealer network. Um, it's just a great value and it's, it's a serious string, um, especially for bow hunters. I mean, not going to see too much as far as competitive archery, uh, guys using the premium. I don't think they, they might, but there's, there's more using the premium than we, than we know, but there's more and more coming into the platinum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the platinum is just gaining was designed speed for that. Exactly. Yeah. So the difference between a premium and platinum, what is, what is the differences in the string then? Can you explain those? what used to be was the, the, was the material. Okay. Um, platinum was made out of a 452X BCY fiber, and then premium was made out of just a BCYX fiber. Um, BCY has since phased out BCYX material. So we kind of came into the conundrum of, okay, what are we going to do here? How are we going to do this? What we came up with was uh, basically our premium is going to be made out of a 452X fiber, but 
the biggest thing, and I, I stress this, is that Platinum goes through a couple extensive exclusive in-house processes that we put that string through, mm -hmm. um, which is why you'll see a little bit more on that. And it's the same material, but it's it goes through those processes that Premium's not. We put a okay. little extra time and effort uh, into those ones. Yeah, It's really like what we were talking about out on the shop floor earlier, how you got your shot-in string. Mm -hmm. You're buying a brand-new string that's shot-in. It's ready to go out of the package. And you were explaining earlier, too, how, you know, there were some myths out there. Adam had brought up one about how he's heard, you know, it takes about 100 shots or so to get your string mm -hmm. shot in, like what you were saying. Tell me a little more about that, like, when it comes off the press. When when you take your platinum strings, even the premiums are, are very well at this. They're built, they go through the process of, um, it, it's just a almost like a break-in period yeah so when you put that on your bow by the time you're done drawing back and making sure your peeps lined up where you want it you're pretty much done when you're in the tuning stages you yeah know, you when you're putting your bow together yeah i've put the one thing we take them. we take a lot of pride in and our dealers our dealers will tell you this is that they know that they can put those they pull those strings right out of the package and they can put them on a bow with very little twisting you know or untwisting that they have to do for tuning some of them's even realized on certain bows the shortcuts they know on these bows you do this this and this and when you really when you release it out of the press it's all but done okay it's most dealers have told us it's cut their time from an hour plus down to 15 minutes wow and the bow is set up done ready to go really and okay. and they don't see that customer back for string issues and in this industry, time is money, especially for dealers. I mean, if they got to take time to constantly retune or send something back and get yeah. it redone, it's it's costing them, yep. which and therefore it's going to cost us. So mm -hmm. it's it's very important that we take the steps necessary here on the production floor to go through everything, make sure that it is ready to go and cut. It, it's just cut that time for these dealers. It's yeah. very important for us. And the hunter. Yeah. The hunter don't want to have yeah. to worry about it. Exactly. A lot more guys are doing their own stuff too. So, it, yeah, it's just one of those things. You can do put it on and, and some people can be a little skeptical to start with but like i say this this string was designed to be a target string for shooters going around the world so durable, different got to be durable traveling durable a lot, different temperatures different humidities temperature, yeah turned out it's an amazing hunting string we now, does there a big is there a big difference in strings let's say a guy has set up his bow for a whitetail midwest whitetail hunt and then you know, Michigan, Ohio, wherever, Indiana, Illinois, that area. Let's say he's going to go on an elk hunt. Does the elevation at all affect any anything in the in a string or how it's built? Or, um, you know, is there any issues? Have you heard of any guys have any issues with that? That's actually a good question. We got some some guys that are out in Arizona that hunt hundred degree weather all the time, and we got guys that are going. Well, right now they're out in the mountains hunting. Got a guy in Greenland here recently that yeah. just went out on a caribou trip, and he took these things. This guy's been everywhere. He's been out really? in Oregon. He's been, at least I believe, Oregon. He yeah. killed a very, be you know, very nice, uh, I think a rosy is what it was. But then, he, you know, he's up in Greenland, and he's going and shooting a freaking caribou that, uh, you know, it, it blistering winds. He took an 80-yard shot. He's, like, dead on. He's like, I, I don't have to worry about these strings. It's There's no variables. Yeah. So. I couldn't even move when it's that cold. I'd just lay down and die. <laughs> 
I need to have a fireplace or something. <laughs> you got pictures. His face is like blood red. You're like, ooh. I'll tell you what. We left Michigan this morning, and it was cold. I mean, it was like 30 degrees this morning. We got to to Ohio here, and it looks like it's November. Like right. It's, it's we the are, fall still here. Well, we are closer to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I ain't got no better excuse than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Ohio. You blink, man. Your chill weather will change. Yeah. That's the same way in Michigan. I mean – Yesterday we had a skiff of snow, and then this morning it was raining. Yeah, and it's like we had an ice rink out here on our on our back porch here the other day, and now it's gone. So it's like, yeah, it was just yesterday ice rink. Now yeah. today it's just all melted. If anybody hears any clicking, it's just Adam taking pictures. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so you know you had your platinum and your premium, mm-hmm. and I know you offer a couple more strings. So we'll break down those strings as well. Uh, we next your next step down is a grizzly. Okay. It's for a guy that's. It, it's it was designed to be a performance string at a more of an economical cost. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go through nearly the process. but still a very durable string. It's yeah. actually made with uh, 8125 material. Okay. So it's a good material. Don't have uh, quite as much process in it. So there can be a little bit of shoot-in time, but even talking to the dealers that use a lot of them and Matter of fact, up in Canada, Canada, there's huge. a bunch of them. Really? Huge. Why is that? Do you think it's it's a bow again? It's a bow hunter I, string, and it's just it's durable. It's very durable, and those guys up there are in all kinds of different bush and brush yeah. up there, you know. So they they love and, and you get into price point, and a lot of guys up there love the price point. Yeah, um, it puts them out there for a decent price, and they've told us. I, I think they've even talked to you and told them we don't have problems with them. Okay. They love the grizzlies up there in Canada. It's either it's either the grizzlies or the platinums. Okay. Right. And then after after the grizzlies, we got a very economical string. It's a rhino. It's made with D97. Very similar to what comes on a lot of bows, except they're built the right way. Mm-hmm. They are built with some pre-stretch. And they're they're a string that if, if a guy don't want to put a lot of money or he's got an older bow, you got an eight nine year old bow. It's still a good bow. It'll still kill deer. But he don't want to put the hundred and sixty dollars set of strings on. He can go with a set of rhinos, and as long as he's taking care of them, he's going to shoot these things for a couple of years. Yeah. And and if if he decides he's really wanting to start shooting, he can upgrade. He can keep going up and up and up. But the rhino is just a really good string for a lot of crossbows. Yeah, Love crossbows them. is huge on the rhino line, and and in kind of kind of put an emphasis too on the rhino is it is it's the entry level custom bowstring. Yeah, uh, a lot of people, you know, it's just cookie cutter bowstring, mm-hmm. and and our rhino is is that entry level to get you onto a custom bowstring, yeah. kind of give you that little bit more. It's like this is what this is what a good bowstring should do for you. Well, and it's it's like anything, you know. When I got my wife into bow hunting, we didn't want to spend a lot on a bow because we didn't know if she was going to like it. So, you know, you go on the entry level side of things and try it out for a year or two, and then really find out that she really likes it, and then that's when you kind of maybe you go up to a a grizzly or that's when you go to a premium or platinum and you know and I, I get that for sure and you know you gotta you gotta hit every demographic and you gotta hit every you know line of from kids to women to adults to serious bull hunters to you know like you said to entry level so and that's the great thing i think about us is is we look we we, we realize that that it's, it's a wide range market now i mean it's not just those old timers that are out there right you know just just bow hunting now everybody's hunting and if not if not bow hunting archery itself is becoming more popular i mean it is uh you know you see a lot of younger kids wanting to get into it and 
it's just it's starting to you know you want it to catch on you want this industry to build more uh and that's you know we're always looking for different ways to to market to those individuals yeah now in all those different strings you know with the grizzly the rhino to the premium platinum do you offer all different colors for with all those strings or is that only a certain the color charts do vary platinum and premium you pretty much are going to get anything that you that we have here uh that's it's pretty much our wide fully customizable fully custom you can change servings yeah. The whole nine yards. Okay. Once you get into Grizzly, you're looking at those solid colors. Pretty much all solid colors w- are available. And then once you get to Rhino, it's... There's it's a choice n- of 16 it's not different as much, colors yeah. you can mix and match. Okay. But one thing I, I do want to say, and this is kind of one of those things that uh, it's... I'm not going to say too much, but we're talking about Grizzly and Rhino. And there's something that's going to be going on here at America's Best Bowstrings here very soon that's going to kind of change a little bit with those i can't say too much but <laughs> we're pretty excited about what's going to happen you can give it to us <laughs> yeah i know right here it is exclusive right here on the fall podcast yeah dun, dun. <laughs> but it's something we're really excited about it's going to be releasing at the ata show um we've told some of our dealers about it just kind of those top level you know some of the top level guys that we talked to to get their opinion um and they're very excited about it it's it's something they've said this is this is going to put you guys next level as far as, as sales that's cool um so we're very excited about that and again that's going to be something we're releasing at the ata show this year and, and it's going to be a, an improvement for crossbows exactly compounds uh, olympic recurves it, it's it's going to affect a few different not just one uh style of bow it's gonna it's gonna affect a few of them that's going to improve it yeah more customizable also i can't wait to see what you guys have in store yep. ata is coming up fast so yes I it is it's we're, we just had an ata <laughs> meeting yesterday and you know it's like the other day the owner's like holy crap ata's coming <laughs> it's, it's like, like yeah that's where i was about three weeks ago how far behind are we yeah oh six months great <laughs> <laughs> mock the booth get the trucks ready let's go yeah well that's cool and what else does ABB offer? Isn't there is there a couple more strings, or do you have? Once you get into you, you start getting at that point, you start getting into maybe more of the traditional uh, archery, like your recurves, recurves and longbows. Long like it's not our traditional Flemish is probably the most popular as far as our our uh, recurve line. Okay, um, it's just you see a lot of guys that want to do that recurve bow and they're like i need to upgrade it or if they they go to a garage sale or something like i found this recurve bow i need a new string though well you're going to want to probably go with a traditional flemish it's going to hold for good poundage it's going to be real reliable for bow hunting uh very very good string guys like them for for older bows the flemish doesn't have a serving on it and the older recurves didn't have reinforced tips Mm -hmm. and with the material running around there it still looks like an old school bowstring. Okay. It's braided together. There's more colors available now. I believe that's uh, 16 colors are available mm-hmm. in that. Over in my office, I have a 1957 recurve hanging on the wall that I got one on. Oh, really? It's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't shoot it, <laughs> but it's sweet. I might hit the wall, the floor, or ceiling. I don't know. <laughs> but a lot of those guys are liking it because they can have just a little bit of custom. And years ago, there was really either black or white. Then they came out with a yellow and then a brown. So they can replicate what their bow came with, and they like that. That's really cool. It it makes that bow look like it's still old school. 
but it's got a performance enhancement to it. Well, look at the cars that they're coming out with now, the Dodge Challengers and the Chargers and everything. They they still have the old school kind of look to mm-hmm. it, but the performance is, you know, could be a little better. So that's it's all relative, you know. And and kind of I don't know if this is rabbit trailing off of what Tim's saying, but sometimes people don't think necessarily it's a bowstring. It's it's not I guess the quote unquote sexy. You know, everybody wants to look at what site is going to help them and, yeah. you know, maybe what rest or anything like that. But, I mean, without a bowstring, and this is something that I'm, you know, trying to work that into what we're doing here is without that bowstring, what what do you have? I mean, you have a you just have a bow. Box now parts. you could just have, you exactly. could have a, yeah, exactly. You could have a, a just, you could have a, any string on there, I guess, um, and it might get the job done. But what we're doing is we're building that high performance string to help you. And it's a, it, it can be an afterthought when you think about a string. It's just like, I'll just knock my arrow on here, pull back, and that's, that's it is what it is. But looking at a custom bowstring, you'd be surprised to see the performance upgrades in the feet per second that you could see off of doing this. And then you, you get into the custom aspect. You know, everybody wants something custom. I mean, we're doing custom dippings. We're doing all these colors with, um, you know, your silencers or anything like that. And uh, we just, it's, you can, there's so many options, so many options you can do with these strings. So just like you just said, you, you know, cause before, before I got into the custom bow strings, it was like, it's just another string. Like you said, knock it, shoot it, shoots great, shoots fine. What are the differences you're going to see in a custom bow string, you know, from ABB to just a string that comes on your bow? Like what is some differences? It's actually, um, you can, you can relate it to a car. You're going to buy a Ferrari. You're going to put the cheapest tires you can put on it. It'll hold air. It'll right. roll down the road. Yep. But you get a performance bow, and you get aftermarket custom bow strings. You're going to get every ounce of energy, power, consistency you can get out of that bow. It won't move. And it it'll make you a better archer. It's because you now have confidence in your equipment doing the exact same thing time after time after time. No, and with no variation. I mean, it's, that's, that's key there. It's our tagline. You know, one of the things that we we go by is peace of mind is priceless. And I mean, that's what we believe. You're not going to see peep rotation. You know, um, you, you can see peep rotation on some stock strings. You could have trouble with peep. Like that's something we'll see, you know, Hey, my peeps turning, you know, this, you know, what, what's that going to do? And, we stand behind these things. Um, you know, with our platinum and premium, you're looking at a year uh, hassle-free warranty, and we mean hassle-free warranty. Uh, we're not going to put you through a whole bunch of hoops just to, you know, if something's going on there. And that's uh, our one-year hassle-free warranty is against serving separation, creep, and peep rotation. Um, and it's something that a lot of people like to see that. They like to see that, you know, so there's a company standing behind what their product is doing. Because uh, sometimes, and, and you're getting it. a person on the phone too, whenever you call, I mean, right. some, a lot of times you're going to get an automated messaging system and good luck hearing from them maybe in a week. Right. Uh, we're sitting here and, and, you know, there'll be days where the phones are busy, but we'll sit here and if you have an issue, we're going to take care of you. And that's one thing, again, that's another thing. If you add on to it that we're very proud of here is our customer service, I think is, I'm just going to say it. I think our customer service is second to none. I really do. Um, we got people here that have been doing this for a while. And we're just the same as everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. We know the issues that people deal with. And we we want you to enjoy your experience shooting and hunting. And that's the, you know, that's a big deal I'm part of. Like, I like customer service, good customer service. I mean, the product, you know, it, the product, I shouldn't say it could be subpar, but, like, customer service goes a long way, I guess, in relationships. And you want to be able to call, like you said, 
and get a human over there. You don't want to get an automated message that says, you know, we'll get back to you soon. Mm -hmm. You want a warm human in that seat knowing what the heck they're talking about. And that goes a long way in, in uh, especially knowing the product, too. I mean, because a lot of times I was calling – I can't remember who I was calling the other day. It was a customer service line for a hunting product. I want to say it was a trail cam or something like that. And I called, and I got a woman. And not, not to say that a woman can't do – or tell me what I need to know in my trail cam. But she did. She knew it, like, from back to front, you know, front to back, whatever, A to Z. She knew it all. And I'm like, wow, like, not, <laughs> might sound, maybe sound like a sexist, but I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just, like, you, that, that shows a lot because that means that they're invested in every employee exactly. they have, not just men or women or whoever. They're invested and they want to learn this product. And it's just, it's kind of a fresh breath of fresh air to, to hear a woman be able to talk like that. It's like, oh, it's kind of cool, you know? Right. So, They're as much passionate with their product as you are with theirs. I yeah, mean, exactly. it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And to have that, it's it's right. it's a bonus. It's yeah, exactly. so if I sound sexist, I'm sorry. I, I, I really didn't. <laughs> I, I don't think so. It. I think it was just maybe the surprise of, wow, you, you know. Like, it's sometimes yes. you get to call people and they're like, well, I don't know. Let me ask so and so. Yeah. And I've been I've I that's happened to me. Like I have to refer to Tim on on a lot of things because I mean there's I I can learn so much, but I don't know everything and I'm never right. going to admit that, but you know, I can bounce something off of Tim and something old he comes I'll tell you what, what you for the about this? for the right. most part he's kind of like an encyclopedia as far as a lot of things. I mean, I can bounce something off of him and if he doesn't know it right off the top of his head, he can probably find it within an hour. Well, experience so. goes a long way and he said he's been here since the beginning, so I mean you said you were blanking strings in your in your house, weren't you? I was when it originally started. I was blanking the strings in my basement and bringing them to Jerry. It was a two man operation. So mm-hmm. when you mean blanking strings, I- I- explain that for everybody out there. The blank is the uh, the initial start mm-hmm. of the string before it's twisted or served. It's got to blank in the end loops. So it's just a raw piece of material brought to a size that's done on a uh, formula. So when it's twisted and stretched and then serve it comes out to a finished length of what it needs to be so i was doing the initial part of that in your basement in my basement at home bagging every one of them up putting them in the mail because at that time the u.s mail actually worked (laughs) (laughs) i could send them one day they'd be at his house the next day and he and he'd take them into a shop and he would finish them up and send them out Mm mm-hmm that was that was crazy. Yeah. How many were you getting done a day? Well, I had a full-time job elsewhere, so I'd come home at night and get 10, 12. And how many are you getting done to t- done at this point in time here? With the- Me personally, none. I, I stay out <laughs> of their way. They'd serve my fingers into them. But uh, when we well, are and when we're full cooking? capacity, it's... I've seen it's been almost as high as 150 sets. Yeah, a day. we. I, I'm. I'm almost thinking that we had a day that we did just about 170 sets in a day in our wow. busy season. That's from start to finish. Yeah, and 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 again, it's it's. There's a retail. There's a retail customer base. There's a dealer customer base, and there's an OEM customer base. And I mean, in the busy season, we were cooking. I mean, there was smoke coming from back there in the manufacturing rooms. That's that's pretty good with having only what 20 some employees. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's it's. And you know, something is, is, is a lot of what we started with last year is we started getting into, um, I guess, I don't know, I don't call it a, a, being a, like a lean process, basically finding ways that we can be quicker, um, 
by, you know, if it's something that's just as simple as not taking as many steps to ha- walk half across the, the production floor to go pick up material. Quick and efficient. Exactly. It's it's finding our efficiencies to make ourselves faster, and it's worked very well. And it's not um, just the ownership that's in the, in the production manager. This is, this is our employees that are coming up with these ideas, and it's like, let's try it. Let's run with it. Let's see oh, what happens. That's where you see the passion come exactly. from. Exactly. That's... That benefits everybody. Yeah. If you have an idea that we're going to listen to it and it's, everybody has a voice here. It's not just, you know, the, the, the suits, even though none of us wear suits, but <laughs> you know, it's not those guys, those company guys that are just like, no, we're going to do it the way that we want to do it. We're not interested. You can tell you, you know, your, your, um, your users come from the people that make them. Right. And that's, that's, that's your best, like, like with, when I started, when I guided in Ohio, um, you know, your best clients are your your or sorry your best intel is from your clients right same position that you guys are in that's huge yeah do you guys do like factory shooters and pro staff stuff like for you know i'm sure you guys have a staff that you go out and you know whether they're they're hunting or that they're competitive shooters like you guys involved with that as well yeah absolutely i mean we do have uh competitive shooters we have uh some hunting pro staff that we're, we're very proud of and um, we work with them, but, uh, along the lines, as far as like the media guys that we work with, we work mm-hmm. with bow hunter die been with those guys for several years. Uh, those guys do awesome work with what they're yeah. doing and, and they, they, they're growing too. And, uh, recently just this past year, we picked up, uh, we picked up Midwest whitetail, Bill yep. Winky and Midwest whitetail, and mm-hmm. we've had a great relationship there. Um, it's, 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 you know, bow hunting is, is like I said, it's coming back, it's making its way. And we're, we're in with we're, we're working with great people that portray what, you know, what we do. And, and it's, it's real. You feel yeah. more real when you're watching some of these yeah. and they're on digital platforms too. I yeah. mean, if, if we want to talk about it a little bit there, but that digital platform is starting to become that it's, that's where you're going to find it. Yeah. Um, you know, your consumer isn't not every cable is dying off mm-hmm. and you know, whether we like it or not, you're going to start seeing, you know, these more digital platforms are starting to take off. And that's what these guys are doing. And it helps us to be seen, you know, big, big yeah. bases. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like you said, digital, the YouTubes, the carbon TVs, the right. MOTVs, and like what we're doing right now, a podcast. I mean, a year ago, I started listening to podcasts a couple of years ago when I didn't even know what they were. And it was still kind of on the upswing. About a year ago, they really hit, you know, and it was like everybody's doing these things now. And I really like doing it, obviously. And, and, you get to meet new people like yourselves. We're down here in Ohio having a good time and and BSing and learning about new products. And I, the networking is that's part of my like what I like. I like talking to people, meeting new people, and even though they're Ohio State fans, it's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I don't have anybody to return that because I don't know if Tim follows it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a sports fan. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. This is what I deal with. Tim's I don't not a sports fan. I'm a junkie. This. Yeah, well, you you got, well you've had an upper hand the last couple of years. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, you know, that's why I like doing it. And it's it's a day and age that's – I think the digital thing is, is really – it's not, like, spiked yet, but it's getting there. It's like a slow – It's uphill. making its way. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, you've already could see it in the DVDs. Like, not a lot of people are doing DVDs anymore. You, you won't know? find and them, yeah. Yeah, you can't. And I don't even know if you can find a DVD player. You know, they're kind <laughs> right. of old news to me. I, don't <laughs> even, hey, I need DVD player. I've got uh, a daughter with a lot of Barbie movies there and you stuff. Go. <laughs> and it's on a TV and the DVD player rolls. Yep. I got my John Wayne movies. There you go. <laughs> the Duke. Got to watch The Duke. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a, 
a, a contractor that we does work for us. His name's John Wayne Bosley. We call him the Duke, <laughs> and it, we get a, he gets kick out of it. So it's cool. You were talking about the staff and stuff earlier. Yeah. We've actually expanded out into a, a dealer staff too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We we have our dealer help. Some shop uh, shooters, basically. Yeah, we have them help pick some of that. They know who they want at their shop, and we'll help support them, too. Yeah. We've, uh, what else have we done? Right now, I mean, the big thing as far as if we're talking staff is, um, is I mean, let's face it, social media is a giant and juggernaut right now for yeah. what we're doing, and all it takes is one image to sell to sell thousands of products. Right. Um, so for this year, you know, one thing we wanted to really stress to our staff is content. I mean, content it's, king. it's, it's what mm-hmm. we want to see. And, you know, we want input. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to get as much input as possible off the of staff and, and they're, they're very important to what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can sit here as much as we want and try to take as many pictures and, and, and whatnot as we can, but those are the people that are out there that are shooting the strings. They're using the product. We use the product also, but we're sitting here for the most part, we're behind, behind the desks and, these people are out there. I mean, we have guys like, uh, example, I mean, Jared Bloomgren, Jared Bloomgren is out. He's, you know, he's out there all the time. It seems like out West, I get pictures all the time constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, these, these guys that can go out and actually do this stuff on a more often basis. Um, we, it it helps, it helps me as the marketing manager so much to have that content. Yeah, definitely. If you're getting that positive feedback too, from guys that are using your string in different conditions, whether, you know, when you got all these different variables coming, you know, getting that content, I can tell that. that and Greg Bocash, this is an example of, of what, you know, he was just, he was a customer. He was a customer a year ago. And he would send me pictures and pictures and, and he'd send our owner, Jerry, he'd send him emails and just say, these things are so awesome. He's like, you know, check out, this is a hunt that I just did. And he'd send the trophy photos and um, we put him on staff. We're like, this guy's got to be on staff. We don't need a, re- I mean, his resume is right here in the photos. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, we take care of people that are, that are out there and it's, I mean, reviews, you get a review you want to talk to you, like, we'll go talk to somebody. If you put in a review, you know, a review, it just, we want to have as much interaction with our customer base as we possibly can. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of <laughs> questions on some strings and some things that I was wondering about. So first of all, the speed, speed balls or whatever what do you call them speed, speed knocks speed knocks, speed knocks. Yep. sure there you go i've always known <laughs> speed balls they're all different ways um what do those do i mean are they do they help on speed and you know what do they do and, and how do they help a, tr- a string perform better they're actually certain bows do some bows don't need them but it it's uh it stops the string from oscillating okay so you can take them off and you'll you'll notice a real strange harmonics in your hand you might not notice a speed drop. It might be two feet a second. But when you put it back on, that that dead feel in the hand can be caused by speed knocks. Okay. Because it, it takes the whip of the string and cuts it in half. And a lot of people ask what those are. I mean, it, what we use is we're using a little brass insert. It's brass knocks. Yeah. It's what it's been it's, in old school. It's kind of always been what it is, yeah. Go through the clamp and... But a, a lot of those, some bows, huge. Yeah. It'll it'll take 12, 15 feet off of the bow. Really? Can you gain that much from on it too? If you take them off first and put them back on, you'll gain it back. <laughs> <laughs> years years ago, when we first started putting them on, you would gain your two hundred sixty five foot a second bow would gain up 
eight ten feet. Really. And that was at a time when eight feet you would lot. notice. Yeah. Now you got a three hundred and forty foot a second bow, and it's now it's shooting three forty one. Yeah, bow yeah. technology, man. It's it's, it's it's very crazy of everything that they're doing right now and keeps us on our toes for sure. They're, they're very important on nose bows because it's not so much for the speed now as much as it's for the harmonics in the bow. Vibration and... Everybody says it's that dead in the hand. Yeah. That's not a vibration anymore. Right. It's a harmonic. Yep. And they're hearing it and it's starting and stopping instantly. Mm-hmm. It's not going and dragging out to the point of half a second. Now yeah. it's a tenth of a second. It's there and gone. So and, it's dead in the hand. And one of the things I had that I had that very question asked to me today. Um, and the one thing that I think of is these, the bows come for the most part, when we put speed knocks on a bow string, um, it's, we got factory specs. That's what's on it. These engineers at these bow manufacturing companies know that there should be a reason that that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you get the question sometimes the guys that'll be like, Oh, I want to take my speed knocks off. I don't, I don't need them. The one thing I always think of is, well, they come from the factory like that for a reason. These things are tested like that. Um, so as far as the speed knocks go, I mean, that's kind of how I, that's the mindset that I have is these come from the factory right. like this. So there's a reason that they are there. There's engineers, the way they tune these bows and they, the, the information that they can come up with is with those speed knocks on the bow. Okay. Now, and also with, you know, behind you, you got some strings that are, you got twists in them and everything, like different color variations. Do you see a difference in, you know, over there, you got a orange and a black one I see. Do you see a difference in just a solid color and just a twist string as far as durability, performance, or anything? No. Nothing at all? It, it used to be. Really? It really used to be. The single color strand was the ticket. We've... Uh, done some studying done some testing on the on the platinums yep with what the extensive processes that that goes through we don't care if it's two color yeah i just don't know if there was difference. durability issues or performance or anything not not really i mean it's I, really at that point it's a, it's a custom it's a customization option mm-hmm. you know i want solid colors to be you know to be seen a little bit better um it, yeah I've, I've heard that same thing is, mm-hmm. is is a solid better than a than a than a two twisted string and it's and it, it it comes clear down to the color base, right? Yeah, the a dye and the fiber color is yeah. is actually white. Yep, with a tint. Okay, red is actually the heaviest color out there because it's got iron oxide in it. Mm-hmm. I learned that from when I used to mix paint. Yeah, a gallon of red paint is physically heavier than a gallon of white. Really. And that's what the PPG guy told me. That's everybody's homework assignment. That's listening to this. Go out buy a red gallon of paint, white gallon Way of paint. It. Which Prove me wrong. Right <laughs> into America's Get Best Tim. Tell Tell Call Tim for Tim. <laughs> the phone number is. <laughs> yeah, it'll be listed but, uh, in the show notes. <laughs> the uh, it, it used to be a problem. Different colors could cause you different issues. But since we've started with a few new processes that we've designed in the last year to help eliminate that, actually with the last couple of years, it's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. It, we first started the Platinums, it was available in solid only. We're like, we're, we're no different than anybody else. You don't know any different. Yeah. So you make that better. Right. What's the next step? I want to do it in two colors. Mm-hmm. And it did take a, it did take a process change to get it. Now we're doing three colors. Really? Okay. We're doing, yeah, we'll do a tricolor bowstring. We'll do tricolor. We'll do pinstripe. Uh, 
not any further not any further past that yeah, did, not, did not it once yet. and well, I see, yeah I see just for a test and it's yeah. it, it's very hard to make it look right if you try these strands really? are incredibly tiny i'm sure you know some people may have seen like a cut strand i mean they are tiny so you know you have to separate these things you know for the most part with your fingers and going through there just a little bit at a time mm -hmm. it, it's <laughs> it's funny it's how small they, they these fibers are You'll tell. You'll know who's in a good mood or who's in a bad mood on whoever gets a tricolor string and is struggling with it. Really? Yeah, they'll come and question you. <laughs> <laughs> question Tim. your sanity. Right. Call Tim. Yep. <laughs> That's it, man. You figuring it out? Call Tim. Ask for Tim. Yep. You know. Um, I'll with pass a, the buck. <laughs> with a lot of things out there, like you know, Adam and I deal with it a lot too. With you know, production gear and everything, and it evolves so much. You know, you you master one camera. And then, like, a month later, a new one comes out. Mm -hmm. So, in the bowstring realm, how is the progression? Is it so much like, I don't know, you're maybe not mastering one thing and another thing comes out? Or are you always trying new things? Or how much is there, really? We, you know, it's, can you it's reinvent slower. the wheel? It's, it is a matter of R&D and in what, you know, everything is a baseline fiber. It's a, it's a base fiber that we start with. Um, and then from that, we can mess with different ways to, mm -hmm. to, to, to manufacture and build. Is it something that, you know, reinventing the wheel? I'm not quite sure, but we're going to try to find out. We, we just set up, you know, we're in, the, we're in our new facility. And one thing that we did set up is we're setting up an R&D, uh, a very nice R&D room um, with some machinery that uh, we're going to test we're some stuff out. We're going to torture test some we're stuff. We're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. Beat if, it up and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that progression, does that follow up with, you know, as these bows are getting quicker, smaller, faster, what changes for you guys? Because yeah, that is the thing, the shorter axle, axle bows. I mean, people are getting into 28 inches, 26 inches. I mean, does that change at all for you guys? As far as strand count sometimes, as far as aggressiveness and serving material, like, uh, you know, for example, there's some bows out there that, you know, when they go around, it's they're aggressive on on the bend at the cam. And one thing you might see is serving separation, and you can replace that bowstring ten shots later. Same thing is going to happen. Um, in that aspect, we we messed with material to find out what's most durable for that, and and it seems to have worked. We corrected that problem very quickly. About ninety eight to ninety nine percent cured. Yeah. It's, really? it's, I don't know if you're ever going to get rid of uh, serving separation entirely, which is probably one of the biggest things that we see as far as a warranty is, you know, you'll see some serving separation. It's been getting better and better and better. But that's with every string. Exactly. We've got dealers that call us with a warranty that don't know what to do. And they've been dealers for years. Really? That's, we've never had to call you for one. <laughs> when you're a dealer yeah, what's for this process six, like? seven years, <laughs> and this is the first time you've called for... A serving separation what do you they don't know what to do <laughs> it's kind of a feel good because like, it is and and when they're when they're dealers that are that are buying a substantial amount of strings a year that's a lot of string yeah and they're they're not having issues <laughs> surprises them that they right. that they had a problem which they which will get taken care of very quickly mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah which, we don't again, we don't hassle anybody yeah, yeah. it's we're customers too Right. Yeah, yeah, we know what we we know how we want to be treated. Right. And we know if you get a hold of somebody giving you bad customer service, you're not happy. Right. And you're not happy fast. Yeah. There is sometimes there's a process. Sometimes it's you know there's been times where I've had to take you know 
you know, a day or two, you know, maybe even sometimes three days. And that's just communicating with the dealer and find out, you know, what is the issue? You know, what do we really need to look at, uh, to try to solve the problem? And it's, it's a two way street sometimes because we can't be there physically. And right. we, you know, we can take, you send us pictures, send us some video. You can explain it a little bit. Um, it's rare to get really crazy ones like that, but I mean, it has happened. And when like it can be a, a dealer on the West coast, they're still open right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've been closed for however long. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it does take when they're busy, they have to get back to an email or, mm-hmm. or they have to come in early to call and talk and, we just want to find out. Right. We, we don't want to. It's not that we're not going to do it. We just want to find out so we don't. Is it something we did wrong? Is it uh, material? Is it just a fluke? Because mm-hmm. the last thing we want to do is send you the exact same thing and have right. you call back. Right. Exactly. That's the, the day after we tried. It, yep. It's very hard not so to So you really replicate. want to get to the root of the problem, figure out what that is. and that's Sometimes you'll and get a Franken bow. I mean, that's sometimes where the problem comes into, where we get a little stumped. It's like. The dealer doesn't know maybe the cams were changed out or maybe the limbs were changed out and they in you know what was available when the bow was initially bought mm-hmm. it's not available now so they had to do something else to change it and the dealer wasn't aware of it so then we're just trying to put that puzzle together <laughs> exactly I've had a franken bow before actually <laughs> I have and it was what a was disaster it? Do you remember what it is I I do but I won't say Oh okay we, we we get a lot of them, and and it's some of the older bows, people will get two or three and make one. Yeah. And it's something I always hate to say. It's like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I know all the parts you got, but I have no idea what you're going to put yeah. on it. Well, I think it was kind of my fault, too, because I ordered it custom. I wanted camel limbs. I wanted a black riser. And I wanted, like, all these other different things, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was probably my fault. <laughs> and it came back with, like, a twisted riser. And I'm like, I don't know if that's my fault. But I can tell you it's not a company that I'm close to right now. I got gotcha. so. <laughs> I got gotcha. But it was back in the day. It was a while, it was a while ago. And it, it, it was a disaster. I just couldn't – we couldn't figure out what the issues were. And finally it was like we had to break the whole bow down and figure it out. And finally figured it out with some sort of twisted riser. And so – me trying to do all the customizing, <laughs> wanting that. Led to a headache. Yep. It's just a bow. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color it is. <laughs> yep. You know, we were talking out there in the shop earlier about you guys are really quick on your strings as far as like, you know, you have a program with your VIP program. It's your uh, very important. Our very important pro shop program, pro which shop, is yep. we are, that program, you know, basically, I mean, it made our summer. Mm-hmm. It was it was something that we went into knowing that we were going to be able to do this. And it was kind of a, it was talked about for a while. And then it, you know, it, we went, released it with the ATA show and tried it out with our dealers. Try this out. We're going to take carry on this. And what that VIP program is, is basically for signing on, you're going to see, uh, you, you sign on to a sales level commitment. But the most important thing about that is, is, is a guaranteed two day lead time on the strings. Um, which doesn't seem like much when it's slow. You know, most people, when it's slow season, you're not that worried about getting your stuff. But whenever it's June, July, August, and you are, oh man, I got to get strings replaced. And then you got all these customers come in here that are, you know, that same thing is I need my strings replaced. Uh, They can call us. They call us to place the order. Two days later, those strings are built, sent out, and they're on their way uh, 
two, you know, on a second day air. You so if you order on a Monday, your yeah, strings are your strings are shipping out on Wednesday, and they're yeah, you have them on Friday. It's that's a quick, fast. quick, quick turnaround I think time. That's really quick. It, and honestly, in the, even in the in your busy season too. Right, and and that's the thing is 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 it is it was busy season. The dealers that made the money was the ones that signed on for that program. Yeah. Because they could, they had their stuff coming in quick enough that they could keep turning them around and just keep moving customers in and out the door. And that, again, it goes back to with our strings is the installation process is how quick they can turn that around. I mean, I can't stress enough in this industry is time. Yeah. It is. It is one of those things time that money. you either have it or you're not going to have it. Yeah. But uh, with that VIP is we're very proud of that. And that's something we're still working on for this year. We're going to, you know, we're, we're expecting year. to see more. And honestly... Uh, about, so I think it's, the number was about 60, 65% of our business came from that program, uh, it, for the year so far. That's awesome. And it, it, it got crazy in July, August and September. It was unbelievable to the point of averaging 170 sets a week, a day on order. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I mean, it was sets a day on order and, and there wasn't missed orders. I mean, that's, that was there may have been one or two that slipped through and we had to sit, we sent in three days and they were sent on the next day. So the customers to the dealer still had their stuff in four days. Wow. Are you guys looking for more dealers all the time and more pro, st- or pro shops and stuff like that? We're always on the lookout and we have a sign up, especially with our website for anybody that's it's sometimes it's hearsay and sometimes it's surprising how you hear about it. There's a lot of different reasons. Um, but customers coming in asking, yeah, do you, it's yeah, I want these. Yep. That's and then how they you, contact us. I've had a dealer one time that said, yeah, I spoke with this other dealer, and they told us that you guys are, you guys will take care of us, no problems. You're going to take care of us fast. you got an amazing product, yep. and we want to be part of this. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, it's we're, <laughs> we're always looking. There's, you know, it's, there's eight hours in a day, and so, you know, most of the time it's more than that here in the offices. But, yep. you know, when we're calling dealers. We try to call dealers. We try to have a good, uh, good contact with our current dealers. And then, you know, our retail base, our retail business jumped up dramatically with our new website this past year. Okay. Um, and that was huge, huge for us with the retail business. Um, is this how much that jumped up? And then on top of that, again, we had the OEM. So uh, it's it's something. And we continue to, you know, we're hoping and, and expecting to see more growth for next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, Constant uh, growth is always good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, retail business jumped up and because there's a lot of people that i didn't and i didn't realize this till just a couple years ago their closest dealer is a three to four hour drive really so there'll be two or three buddies there will go to that dealer and they'll buy a press and work on their own stuff because mm-hmm. that's that's three to four hour drive one way yeah that's a long way to go get your bow tuned yeah and that's i won't just let anybody just touch my bow either and it's him and I were talking about it today. I'm I'm starting to accumulate all my own stuff, you know, with the vice and press and everything, and doing it all my own. You know, I just ordered new serving tools and new like all this, and and I want to do it all myself and and keep learning because I feel like if you learn all that stuff, you're gonna know more about your bow and everything that goes with it and how you can tweak it and tune it better for you and and. Uh, if anything goes wrong, I know it's on me. So, <laughs> which is interesting is something you're talking about. You know, you want to, you're starting to kind of get into it on your own. Mm-hmm. One thing that we we found that, and there's a lot of this out there, but for us, we started this thing last year called ABB Tech Tips. Um, and yes, we're a bowstring manufacturer, but again, we're archers. 
you know and sometimes we'll get these phone calls of people that are like hey i know you guys you know you build the bowstrings but hey what can you tell me what you know how do i tie in my peep Mm -hmm. you know i want to i kind of want to do some of this stuff on my own so you know what we saw is well let's start some videos let's just do i mean just go run over in our media room and lay down a little bit of video and edit it up just to you know so we can speed it up to get through the process and it's it's done very successful for us as far as is those tech tips and getting you know and sometimes that's how we've stumbled upon customers hey i saw you guys on youtube with this tech tip and you know i'm kind of curious about your strings yeah we'll probably never release the blooper tube yeah we've got some pretty good ones <laughs> we've got some pretty good ones it might ones. not be pg <laughs> well that goes with the digital age you guys are talking about too i mean the tech tips they're i mean to tie in tie in a peep i mean a minute to two minute video that's quick and somebody can look at it on their phone if they want while they're doing it out on the field you know what i mean uh tying a new d loop in that's stuff that is definitely can be it's simple it's simple yeah. stuff that that we can put out there and show you that you know that's confident now there's probably a ton of videos of people tying on D loop and stuff like that. It's just kind of wherever you go to look yeah. for it, but we are putting that out there to help out, especially with some customers and yep. some people that are, you know, just kind of, I guess maybe shy about the fact that I want to learn this, but you know, where do I go to see it? Mm-hmm. Where, where can I learn this? One thing I want to know too about string care. So let's say you get a new set of strings. What is the best way to take care of it? I'm going to let uh, Tim. Don't jump in the shower <laughs> with your bow. Yeah. No joke, we did have, yeah, I mean, there's there's some stories. There are Wait, some crazy stories. Somebody crazies. in the shower with their bow? It was dirty. <laughs> Wait, what? It was dirty. So somebody got in the shower with their bow. Or, I don't know, uh, did they so just put it? Did thing. they just put <laughs> <laughs> took it in the shower and I wanted to know how to fix it because it was all fuzzed up and I'm. I'm out. You got me. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that. I'll never forget when I heard the, okay, I I don't know what about this one, but you guys got to come and check this out. Did you direct that one to Tim? <laughs> no, that was to him. I mean, <laughs> he came got that and it was like, just, you hear it out of the office and you're kind of like, you don't know what to say. But again, that just goes back to not, you know, maybe not everybody knows how they should be taking that care, care of this stuff. And that's where we're, us as a company, the education aspect of it, we know there is a, you know, to te- you know, just kind of let people in on it. There's no yeah. secrets here. We want to tell everybody what's going yeah. on, even if it doesn't if it doesn't have to do with a with a bowstring necessarily. But you know, something as simple as the maintenance of it. Don't do this. That is that is bad. <laughs> you know, but like a bow can be a scary thing. Like when I first started, I mean, it's like I feel like if I if I touch the wrong thing, it's like I'm not. It's not gonna shoot right. You know, the, I just I didn't have at the time didn't have the didn't knowledge. have the you're right. It's it's scary. It's, it, well, I mean, it's just like you know being a kid and you're you're holding a shotgun for one of the first times. You're like, well, you know, what's this gonna be? You, but yeah, a bow. I mean, heck, I'm only a couple years in with a compound, and I still to this you know I'll go and shoot in our range, and I will still just it. it there's a lot to go into it's it, man. It is a discipline. It is. It is a discipline in here and yelling, but we're like <laughs> so rabbit trailed here, but kind of, I guess, go back to the main, the maintenance aspect of it is the longer, the better you take care of it. Keep it clean. Keep it dry. How are you cleaning it? With a dry towel. Dry towel. Okay. Clean, dry, dry towel. towel. Don't off, stress enough towel. like a, a dry Just towel. wipe it off. Um, is keeping, there a, sorry. Um, is there a way to wipe it off? Like you're not going against the grain, you Just, know? Wipe it off like it off. take your shirt and wrap it around it and just lightly don't scrub. Yeah, it. don't go in there with like yeah, like an SOS pad and go <laughs> go to town on that, you know. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, and and when you keep it clean, because if you if it's got dust on it and you put a little bit of wax on it and you and you want to use a good high quality wax, something silicone based and just keep it lightly lubricated. 
But if there's dirt in there, you're just driving dirt in and you're making you're making compound that's what? like sandpaper. And every time you pull that back, it's it's grinding, grinding on it and could you know, over time wear on it. And, and it's very much like a cast iron skillet. You mm-hmm. will or a muzzleloader. You treat it, and and the, the more you get it treated, and it'll spread out. Your your treatments will will be further and further apart as long as you keep it clean, take care of it. There's there's guys that can get lots of life out of their string, mm-hmm. and it's going to depend on how you shoot it. Yeah. If you shoot 100 shots a day, you're going to wear your string out. There yeah. there's nothing going to stop it. It's a wearable item. So like Adam was saying, he's like the you know the lipstick guy that puts all the gobs it just on his string. <laughs> Do you need gobs of it, or do you just take a hint of it? No, no, no. <laughs> now, it, with the high-quality stuff, it almost it's like the consistency of a thick Vaseline. Mm-hmm. It, the heat of your fingers will almost melt it. So just a little bit, and just you're giving it the wet look. Just a light I'll take wet my look. fingers right on the tube, on the top of the tube. Just rub your fingers on that, and then I just, on the exposed strands of the string, it's just kind of rub it in that exposed material, those fibers. Um, I would say to try to keep it away from the servings. You don't want it on the servings necessarily. Just that exposed fiber is where you're wanting to rub that in there between your thumb. You know, I'll use my thumb and forefinger and just put that in there. You guys would cringe if you saw that. <laughs> We've seen them, though. We've seen them come in I'm sometimes with it. <laughs> and you know what? It, I guess I guess they're everybody has their own way to do something. I mean, it's what just, we're saying is not necessarily the, I mean, oh, it's what's gospel. correct and yeah, what's yeah, correct and what's not. <laughs> have to it's listen. the Bible. Yeah. That's just the <laughs> way that we do things us. at America's Best Bow Strings. At the end of the day, it's just, I just didn't know. Well, like, well we that's the thing too, use. you know, like, so you're, you know, that, that chapstick tube that you're getting, I mean, you're going through one or two a year. <laughs> <laughs> really? Right. Well, either I'm losing the cap and it's drying I've, out and I'm throwing that it does away. Suck. I've got yeah. one twist on mine. I've had it for two years. You know, just that one twist. There's probably still. I lose them before. 99% yeah, of right. it. And what about cold weather? How does that affect it? Because right now, I'm, you know, my bow's at my house. It's sitting in my garage. Not heated. It's in the elements. Or it's not in the elements. Sorry. But it's the cold weather. How does that affect the string? I have had my bow. This is this is no joke, and I don't have a case right now. And you know, when I leave work, sometimes or not when I leave work, but I will have my my bow out. I'll go hunting. You know, mm-hmm. it's been in cold. You know, we're here in Ohio where it's cold. You know, you'll get a warmer day. There's a fluctuation like yeah. crazy so with the, the temperature. Like if it's inside, outside, inside, outside. Exactly, like, and, and so mm-hmm. I'll leave it in there, and then I can bring that thing right in if I want to do a little target session, and it's right where it should be. Um, you know, one of the guys that we work with, he's out west. Um, he left his bow. I think he said it was like he left it in there for like 30 days in, in like high, high, high heat in a truck. He was testing it. There was nothing nothing more than the fact that he wanted to test this and he wanted to give us some feedback. Mm-hmm. He's he's not an ABB shooter. He's, he's not, you know, he's not XYZ bowstring shooter or anything like that. But he's just a guy who wants to test gear and he's a good friend of ours and we value his input. He put it out there. And he, and you know, at a meeting we had, he came back and he says, "I want to let you guys know that thing is doing great." He says, "I torture tested it." Yeah, tor- we cringed when we heard it. Yeah, we were kind of like, "Oh, what's what's this? You know, what's gonna, you know, what's gonna, what did you did do? What's, and the, the, window what's the verdict?" Yeah, that, that's that's a big point because you hear a lot of guys, bow fan, bow manufacturers, you know, say, "Don't leave your bow in the vehicle on hot days in the case or anything." What did he say about that? Does you know with anything with limbs or you know anything crack and anything moving at all did he say anything he didn't have any it? trouble with his yeah i'm i'm always a little skeptical yeah. because if it's if it's a hot day if it's 90 degrees it's even hotter in the vehicle mm-hmm. is it going to delaminate the glue and that's, if 
that's where I'm at with it. I was going like, to say, if this gentleman's listening, I'm just I'm I'm high low in that thirty. It it, it it could be a little under, it could be a little over, but I you know it's it's it was around it was, thirty. Was, I remember having month, this conversation. Thirty yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. God, um, aggressive. Wow, I feel like I'd pull my bow back and pull the pull the yeah. cables and strings and wheels right off of it. Like it's just gonna be mush or something. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about the, even the cold. Yeah. My bow room is unheated, and it's. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you don't stick around out there very long if you just go out and grab your stuff and get. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's sitting it's, in a tree, I mean, there was heck. We had a day that was like probably high of 18 i wouldn't even hold my and it's just sitting there it's just (laughs) sitting there and it's like oh what if something you know something's going to roll through you know everything's going to work but that's the confidence of it again that's that peace of mind is priceless as we test these things Mm -hmm. you know we know what's we know what to expect from it i have a a test for you and so when you get when you get everything set up I, i i'm i'm interested about something and you know one of the big fads and the one of the big growing things is ozone ozonics mm-hmm. scent crusher yep. you know and how it breaks down bacteria and everything so there's this thing going around that says you know <clears throat> let's say i've got a scent tote okay and i've got all my camo in there my safety harness and everything people are saying that if you put direct ozone to your safety harness it will break down the fibers and the safety belt and everything what would happen to a bowstring? Because, you know, some of these guys, they have, like, these bronc box deals. Mm-hmm. I have a variation of it that my bow goes in the lid, but it's not. A, it's kind of like a bronc box, but it's kind of a DIY thing. Right. I put my ozone unit right in there, an Oz unit, and it admits ozone all the time. And every time I close the lid in, I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Am I going to come in here? My bow is going to be wide you know it's gonna be laid open the limbs are gonna be blown up like cam sticking out to exactly because that so, does look awesome yeah <laughs> it looks like it's supposed to be there <laughs> but is I, that something that that's a pretty good test that i don't think anybody i haven't, haven't heard anything yeah. but i would think with a string just because of the way they're built and they're twisted if it starts to come apart mm-hmm. your marks are going to be off yeah your timing marks mm-hmm. right something's if so, something's going to move very very seldom do you draw it back and let go and it just explodes? As much as somebody says that's what happened, there's likely that what happened is, is there is a broken strand of fiber somewhere in that bow (laughs) (laughs) or a knock broke or the knock wasn't all the way off. Just a little bit more than what they realized. Cause these new bows that are radical, you look at them wrong and they derail. Yeah. But if you shoot them right they're shoot through small trees. Yeah. I've never seen a bulb, like you said, blow up, pulling it back. But I've seen limb cracks. I've seen just about everything. But it, but limb, limb but the cracks, kitchen sink come out. I mean, but to have a string just, I was just holding it at full draw and it blew up. Mm-mm. No, yeah, there it's, had to been some strand in there, or right, like right. it was, or somebody it cut it, like when they were putting a peep in or something. Yep, or yep. I've dry fired a bow before. Sounds if fun. it's it's not so much of if you've done it, it's when you when you will do right. it. Right. Didn't even know it happened. Yeah. It happened so fast that it was done and over with, and I'm, you know, white as a ghost and not sure what happened. Bow didn't hurts. blow up, but it made a lot of noise, and it made everybody around look. I was yeah. going to say, uh, were you by yourself? <laughs> no, no. Usually it happens Neither. when you're on the range talking with buddies, yeah. and yeah. you get in a routine, yeah. and it's like pull the bow back. And one time pop. was. One time was in a shop. I've done it twice. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm riding a streak. I haven't done it yet. Thank goodness. Uh, knock on one. I have not uh, done. Yeah, either. I'll do that. At also. some point, <laughs> in time, it always but. happen. Yeah, I've, I've had really, I had a release bust in half. Yeah. I shot the ceiling. The release hit the target. Yep. You're on. Punch myself in the face. <laughs> That's punch yourself in the face. Good one. One of my good buddies. <laughs> he uses a a four finger release and uh, he would pull back his bow one time and that thing came unglued and he came back, popped himself, knocked his two front mm. teeth out, like wedged him back and he had to get him pulled out. <laughs> <sighs> Like, ah, broke. Like this three this hurts right now. Just yeah, I like, know. I'm like, mm. he hit himself so hard. So, when I was back in high school, I got a an injury playing football on my shoulder, and I couldn't pull my bow back that fall. And you know, it was straight back and everything. Well, f- f- the the way I could had to pull my bow back is I had to like pull it down, and then kind of like bring it up to uh-huh. myself. Seen that so maneuver. still, I. That's how I shot it for a full fall or, you know, all year because my shoulder hurts so bad. Now that I, that's how I still – I don't do one of these. Like, yeah. you have to pull your bow back. Yeah. Like you're doing, the like, air. the Hulk Hogan thing yes. where he's – yeah, he's yeah, doing that, you're that pulling pose. pulling way too much yeah. so, dang it, I used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I do the, you know, pull it down, and hopefully I don't get my teeth knocked out. Yeah, but. man. No, but oh. you'll you'll, neck, you'll throat punch yourself. Yeah, right in Adam's apple. I've done that with release go off because I – after punching myself in the mouth, yeah, twice in a row, <laughs> in and a row. little blood. I started drawing low, and I draw just about here, and then come up. Mm-hmm. It went off, <laughs> and it, it, this was actually the release war. The edge of the sear was yep. round, and I punched myself right in the throat. <laughs> Even when I took it back to the manufacturer, they looked at it and wanted to know how I actually wore the edge off. Because where the sear was on the sides was yep. brand new, and the center was round. I don't know. I just shoot it. <laughs> yep. Hard on things, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I punch myself in the throat. <laughs> That's why he sits behind the desk, man. <laughs> I ain't allowed to have sharp optics and toys. <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things. Right. They took all the erasers off my pencils. <laughs> <laughs> and took the pencil sharpener away. <laughs> Well, cool guys. We're you know we're, we've been at this for a little over an hour, and I appreciate you guys coming on and doing this, and hopefully covered a lot of things that everybody wants to know about bowstrings. I've learned some things. I know that. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hold wax. Right. Yeah. Use the whole chapstick. Right. We're gonna have a wax excited. classroom shortly after this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. here in the front row. <laughs> excited. Well, yeah, man. We're we're super glad to have you guys in. It was pretty yeah. exciting to hear you were gonna be down this way, coming down doing a hunt, and uh, it's. However, we can get ourselves out there because, again, it's that concept of a bowstring is not sexy necessarily. And anytime we can get out there and get in front of people and tell them, you know, think about this, you know, kind of almost rewire your thinking yeah. as far as a bowstring. It definitely, it definitely is something we, we will sit here and we will talk to whoever wants to listen. Yeah. So, because if you think about it, your bowstring, no matter how good your, or bad your bow is, controls every ounce of it. Mm-hmm. That's where that energy is coming ounce. from. Without you have it, a string, you're not shooting a bow. That's right. And if you got one that, that moves all over the place, you're still not shooting. You're not hitting anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not hitting anything. <laughs> you're mad. You might hit something, but it's not what you're aiming at. Yeah. Neighbors, tree, cat. Yeah, nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> that might be uh, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't saying nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> I love animals. I plead the fifth. I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
I like Chinese food too. <laughs> you got any camel hump back there? <laughs> well, cool, boys. I appreciate it again, and uh, hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, love to. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you yeah. very much, guys. This this no has problem. been this has been nice to sit down and BS and talk about bowstrings and hunting and anything Tell else. That, anything lies. else that we've gone on to, you know, is the <laughs> rabbit trails. It's it's kind of like a typical ABB meeting. We'll sit down and we'll have a, 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 right in front of us. Here's the paper. Here's the outline. This is what we follow. We always go off. And then yeah, we, we are we, we are in. Use it. Who knows where <laughs> it's at? Yeah. Yep. So it's Again, like, why do we even do these papers? I right. don't understand that. That's where but the passion comes from. Yeah, exactly. That's, but that's where the fun of it comes from. Again, yeah. we talk about, you know, it's fun. It's We know we can come in and just have, you know, a conversation. Yeah. We can be serious right. and we can have, you know, our stuff straight. But then there's times where we're just, we go off into another dimension sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes that's where you get your best ideas. Yeah. Exactly. So it is. Like the ozone the idea. You guys need to test that. Oh, uh, absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's something we're taking straight to the top tomorrow. <laughs> We all, need tomorrow. we all want to use you know something. Yeah, well, yeah, we got yeah. There's some scent crusher bags and stuff that I think we can we can get a hold of and there work some go. stuff on. There you go. Well, cool. Let's wrap this up and uh, call it an evening. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you.